Shoes. It is a podcast for women of color where we tell our stories in a safe space. And I am your host, Karen Davis Thompson. And I am excited for my guest today. I actually saw her, believe it or not, on um, a show called Fixer the Fabulous. And uh, later on discovered that she had uh, developed a product. She and um, I I think she has two people that work with her, but we'll get into all of that, uh, that I was really excited to be able to purchase. And so I have with me today, Jaren Merchant. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity uh, to speak to you. As I said, I first saw you on an episode of Fixer the Fabulous. You and a friend were moving back to Arkansas and um, maybe about three or four years after that episode, my niece was born and I saw this, this, uh, wrapping paper that had like black Santas and black elves. And I got so excited oh, <laughs> because yeah. anybody who knows me knows I have black Santas all throughout my house. I've been looking for black elves. I have one Mrs. Claus. Um, I just felt like representation was important for my children to see. Absolutely. And to find out that that was your products, I just got really excited. Uh, So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about Black Paper Party? Yeah, so Black Paper Party is a celebrations company that was um, started and co-founded with me and two of my uh, co-founders, Maria Willis, who's the CEO, Jasmine Hudson, who is the chief merchandise officer, and then myself, Jerry Merchant, who is the chief creative officer. And with our powers combined, we have created this... um, this lovely company that has come forth and is just like sweeping the nation for all things Christmas right now. And that's what I first saw. So tell me uh, how this idea came about. I know that you guys were, I don't know how recent it was, but you were on Kelly Clarkson. Yes. And you were talking about the fact that you grew up with black Santas and black nativity scenes and you found out, you know, that your dad was actually like painting them, right? Because you you assumed he was buying them, but he was painting them while you guys were asleep. Uh, So was it that you had trouble finding some of that as an adult that sparked it or how did Black Paper Party come about? Yeah, so we're all like amazing aunties. Um, I myself, I'm Caribbean. Maria is Liberian American and Jasmine is from um, Cincinnati, Ohio. And we all come from pretty big families. We're all aunties and we were trying to get our auntie on. And I don't know about other people, but in my family, if it's not, if it don't look like us, it don't come in the house. And we couldn't find anything that was um, Black and representative of us. A lot of the things we were finding, you can tell it started off as a white character and was just colored brown. Like the hair was straight. The features didn't look like us at all. It didn't feel authentic. It felt very much like the gift wrap and the packaging that we were finding felt very much like an afterthought. And we were just like, okay, fine, we'll do it ourselves. And then, you know, um, we got together with Madia and we realized that we all had unique skill sets and we were experts, each each experts in our field. And we were equipped to bring Black Paper Party to life. And that's exactly what happened. So did it start with just wrapping paper? Because I've seen now there are greeting cards and I think I saw um, gift bags. Did it start off as, okay, we're going to try this wrapping paper and see what happens? So it started off as a test run. We we um, soft launched in 2019 just to kind of see. We started out on like a um, print on demand site and just did uh, acrylic ornaments. And it had such an overwhelming response that we were just like, okay, we want to branch out and see what we can do. So we originally started with ornaments and gift wrap. So we had um, these small um, white. If you're if you're oh, if you know you know we had these white small acrylic um ornaments and we did like a small run of gift wrap just to kind of see 
And once again, we did it on our website, direct to the customer, and it did so well. It did so, so well. And that we were eventually picked up by Family Dollar and we were to able to expand. So we've gone from just ornaments and gift wraps. We have um, ornaments, gift wrap, cards. Uh, we have these high quality gold plated ornaments now. Uh, we've moved from, we've expanded from Family Dollar. So now we just did uh, Christmas in Walmart, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, Family Dollar, Amazon, Target. Uh, Macy's as well as our own website and then we just um, landed a Valentine's Day program in um, just a little over a thousand Walmarts so we're growing and then we have an Easter program that's going to be coming in um, during the Easter season we're doing uh, stickers and notebooks in Walmart as well so it took off very fast took off very very, quickly yeah from 2019 and I Mm -hmm. think that what you said is so important that these characters look authentic because you can tell when um, it's a Santa or an ornament where they've just started with uh, features that are not like us and then they've just painted you know you don't see the kinky hair you don't Mm -hmm. see the curly hair Um, and so uh, I do I do like that and when I look at the products that you all make you all are very very talented Um, it really does look authentic and beautiful and you can see different shades you know it's like we come in different shades our hair you know it may be styled in different ways try to represent the diaspora to the best of our ability and try to because black people are not a monolith we are are in all different shades we're all different sizes um I love so like we had uh we did um stockings this past Christmas and we put our characters on the stocking so just a little bit more about black people party we're in a fully integrated team so I create all of the characters that you see within Black Paper Party, and then Maria takes those characters, and she'll put them in print and pattern, and then all three of us will develop uh, a product line of uh, uh, an assortment of products. So we did, uh, stockings was one of the products that we did this year, and we put, like, we did a boy stocking, we did a girl stocking, and we did a Santa stocking. And when I tell you those things flew off the shelves, and I love seeing all the kids, and specifically the Black boys were just like, this looks like me, or this looks like my little brother or my cousin. Like the fact that people have something that they can see in themselves, because another thing that's hardly discussed is um, black people make up about, I think that we spend about $3 billion a year in the holiday, in the holiday, just in the holiday season alone, but we're not reflected in it at all. We're hardly represented in it authentically. Right. Which is so true. I think we have a buying power that people neglect, Mm -hmm. right? Or they just assume we're just going to buy whatever is out there. Uh, But you're so right for a child to be able to see themselves uh, represented in the products that they're purchasing or in the wrapping paper that their gifts come in, you know. They'll um, tell me, they'll say, oh, Santa looks like my papa or that looks like my dad. mm -hmm. That looks like my granddad. And I just, I love that they see themselves within it and it's it just it feels good to know that this is authentically specifically for you and what was it like when you started getting calls from stores saying we want your product in our stores what was that like for you all um it was an amazing feeling we were very very excited because we want to be able to bring black people party to the masses and this is an this is just one of the ways to do it so for people to be able to go into their local walmart or go into their local target um, and just be able to get something that's for them. So like, for instance, this past Christmas, um, I designed some, uh, gingerbread houses, but instead of doing like the traditional gingerbread house, I did brownstones 
because black families black families live in more than just the traditional cabin structure um and i did for uh gingerbread cookies instead of your traditional gingerbread people we did our kids our, our kid characters in the cookie decoration kits and that received so much love people love like people started new traditions people were telling us like they never really did gingerbread houses or decorated cookies before because there was never a cookie that looked like them there was never a cookie that they could like a cookie kit that they could relate to so now they have a new family tradition of like the whole family wanting to decorate cookies and gingerbread houses because it's more reflective of the background that they come from. And I know you guys said you did a soft launch in 2019 and mm -hmm. it has just really, you know, blown up. I follow you guys and um, get excited when I see your products, when I go into the stores, what do you think is the reason why, um, was it just that there was a hunger at this time for that? Or why do you think that it resonated with people? So until stores took notice and said, Hey, we want this product in our stores. Um, I think it's a, a combination of several things. It's, um, there's a hunger for it. People want to see themselves reflected in the holiday. Um, it's also, I just think it's a, it's another market that hasn't necessarily been catered to yet and we've kind of like uh shed a light on that and I think it's just also the just um, bringing home again representation matters it, it matters to be able to see yourself represented in multiple formats whether it's through media whether it's through print and um, literature or um just everyday life people don't realize how much of themselves they may not be seeing until they actually see it that is so true because I guess for years, um, like, and I noticed this may sound really crazy, but I know you said in your family, if it doesn't represent us, it doesn't come in the house, girl, that was me. I just could not buy the Santa that was, I, I'm, I'm just not doing this. I need a black Santa to put these gifts in, or I would look for some generic gift bag or, or paper that maybe had a snowman or something mm -hmm. on it because I didn't like the fact that, um, you know, we were teaching our children that Santa has to only be white right? I mean, this is this is a fictional character. It's supposed to represent all children. Um, so I can definitely relate to that. Um, and I would agree with you. I think that there it just really is. It's interesting. I don't know if you've noticed it. And you can tell me what you think that there seem to be stores that are taking more notice of um, Black and brown people in our buying power. You see it in your Targets and your Walmarts. Um, and so um, how, what do you think about that? Has it been um, exciting for you guys to really be at the forefront of that and to be able to go in. How do you feel when you walk into the Walmart and there is your doc, your stuff? The teams have been so welcoming and open to hearing, you know, like how they can broaden their, their buying base. Because some of them are just like, they were actually like, oh, wow, it's so crazy that we never considered this as an avenue. Like it completely went over our heads because this is how we've always done things, that there's another way to embrace the public there's another part of the public that may want to be embraced and it's even cooler to see like they're open to the ideas they're open to see the different type of you know what i'm saying it's a collaboration which we really 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 appreciate versus them just saying okay um we have a collection of white characters can you just make a brown version for us but it's actually authentic their features look these these are characters that, that reflect people that you can see in your everyday life and I think they're realizing how important that is across like the spectrum of skin tones and shades and the different type of, the world is starting to recognize just how diverse it is. And there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that. 
absolutely well said and it's amazing that it's taken this long for them to figure that out but (laughs) I guess we take what we can get right they're finally beginning to notice that that we are a lot more diverse than um, some people uh, may want to think we are Uh, and another thing I noticed uh, in the last maybe year or two is there are more and more celebrities who are posting your stuff what was that like Oh, it's always exciting to see like, oh, wow, like they want to see the diverse representation as well. They enjoy the product as well. Um, It's just really, really cool. It's just really, really cool to see everyone embrace it the way they have. It really, really is. And what about the fact that, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you, um, and then I want to talk a little bit more about you as an illustrator, but um, it was three women of color you know, putting this together from from the ground up. And obviously we tell the stories of women of color on this uh, podcast. So what was that like? Was it difficult at any time? Did you ever feel like there were people who didn't take you seriously? What was the process like as you all were beginning to start your company? Um, I think one of the things that is kind of, we're starting to recognize as a superpower is just how much people underestimate what we can do or what we're capable of um and I don't necessarily think that's from a black woman perspective I think that's more from retailers wanting to develop uh what would be maybe startups or smaller businesses into big box retailer and realizing like there's so much that you don't know but the fact that we come from all three of us come from a retail background we got a little bit more gas in the tank than the average startup would have. So um, I think just people being, at, also people not understanding, we're kind of, um, I don't know the word for it, but we go the distance. We, we, we're we up two, three, four, five 5 a.m. in the morning working on things where other people would be like, you know what, we're just gonna call it and throw in the toe. We're just like, no, we want world domination. We want it all. <laughs> And I think um, the reason Black Paper Party works specifically is because it is the three of us. I'm not sure how it would do if it would be anyone else. I think our specific set of skills, the experience that we have, and the camaraderie that we have challenges us to kind of like rise to the occasion and just see how much farther we can go. Which I think is so true. It's like you guys can feed off each other, right? If if one of you is like, oh, I'm tired. You know, the other two can be there to say, no, girl, we're going we gonna to make this. We're going we gonna to get to the end of this. There's beauty in that, you know, when as women, we can lift each other up and make this thing work um, for everybody. Um, I think that's really a great um, lesson. We, we just did a podcast about that, that we'll be releasing, just talking about women supporting each other. Um, and so I just want to pivot a little bit if we can. I love your illustrations. I think you are very, very talented. And so when you said that you draw the characters, when did you know that drawing and art was not only something that you love to do, but you were gifted at? Because some people might like to draw, doesn't necessarily mean they're good at it. So when did you realize that not only do I love doing this, but I'm 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 talented at it? I I've always done art. I don't remember a time when I didn't do it. So I grew up as an army brat. We were always moving around traveling um it was very very hard to be a part of like school activities um because we literally we moved every year like clockwork my dad was a single dad in the military so everywhere he went we went so drawing just kind of like became my thing to pass the time and it was something I could take with me anywhere I go it was something that I can always do I was um I was very very quiet as a kid I was very like introverted so drawing kind of just was my happy place um I didn't realize I started, 
I was good until um, you remember when Disney used to do when Disney used to do um, like the Aladdin and Lion King, and they would always come out with like the cassette, the videotape. Oh my goodness, the videotape, and they would have like the big movie poster to go with it, and it would have like all of the characters in front of the Disney castle or whatever. I used to take those and draw those to scale. I would like blow them up on big, big sheets of paper. And I would just draw them and color them, Looney Tunes characters, anything you can think of. If I could see it, I could draw it. And I would literally draw those and send those to my dad while he was deployed overseas. And he would like hang them up in his barracks or his living quarters or whatever. And then people started asking him to ask me to make them things while they were while they were um, deployed. And they were just like, well, can she do um, Tweety Bird or can she do the Looney Tunes or whatever? And I was like, oh, I think I'm getting pretty good at this. So it kind of became something or I was always the kid in school that everybody would be like, can you draw the Dragon Ball Z characters or can you draw Vegeta or something? I'm like, if you bring me a picture of it, I can draw it. And kids would literally like pay me to do. I was like in elementary school doing this. Yeah. I, and then I realized. Yeah, and then I realized like because I'm from a Caribbean family. So it's usually like the track is usually doctor or engineer. But then when my dad started like buying me art kits and paints and canvases and he um well I used to be really bad about drawing on his walls so he would buy me um he would go to the local butcher and buy the long butcher paper and just tape it to the pin it to the walls and then I would just fill that up from from end to end and then I was just like I think this is this is what I want to do I think I knew I wanted to do um art when I used to watch Disney and in between the shows they would always have an artist like hey my name is such and such, and I'm going to teach you how to draw um, whatever character. And it was Bruce W. I'll never forget. It was Bruce W. Smith from the Proud. He's the creator of the Proud Family and um, Bebe's Kids. Emperor's, I think it was Emperor's New Groove that had just came out. And he was like, hi, I'm Bruce W. Smith, and I'm going to show you how to draw Cusco or whatever. And he did it. And I had always seen the artist draw the characters, ever, but that was the first time I had seen someone Black do it. And it never like clicked until then, like, oh, black people draw. Like, black people can do this as a career. And that pretty much like solidified it for me. And I've been on that track ever since. And how did your dad feel? I know you said in your family it was like, you know, we're gonna be a doctor, we're gonna be an engineer. When he realized that this was more than just something you like to do to pass the time, what what was his feeling about it? Um, he's always been like super, super supportive. My dad's very much like if you're going, you know, he very much, he says, um, <laughs> he said, don't do it with half your ass, do it with your whole ass if you go do it. So he, once he realized this is what I wanted to do, he was um, so supportive all the way. Any art tools I needed, any classes I wanted to take, um, any art shows I wanted to participate in, he was always like, even if he couldn't physically be there, he made sure I had like the funds to do it, or he made sure somebody was there to take me to go do it. So he's always been in my corner. He's always, He's never really been like, this is the path that you're going to take. I've already set this up for you. But he was always like, now, if you're going to do this, we're going to do it. Ain't going to be no half-stepping. So he would kind of like push me like, okay, you like to draw cartoon characters, but go outside and draw what you see outside or draw this bowl of fruit sitting on the counter, like challenge yourself. So he always get me to like try to draw different things and kind of get me into like portraiture and all that kind of stuff. 
And so what was it like to be able to work with like, a you know, when you, I know it's got to be really refreshing when you see what you've created on your Black Paper Party products, Mm -hmm. but what is it like to see something that you've drawn on like a Disney Junior? I know you've worked with Disney Junior and PBS Mm -hmm. and Sesame Street when you are, you know, uh, good enough that they want to have your work done. What, what has that been like? Um, It's a really, really good feeling. It's, it's really, really good to be a part of a team and be able to kind of get a peek into how other artists work and how things make it to kind of like the, the, the big screen. Um, it's, it's, I try not to, I don't, I don't really sit, think about it too often because I feel like it'll, it gets overwhelming after a while and I don't want it to like consume me or get a big head or anything. So I kind of just like create the thing and then move on. I'm trying to get better about like celebrating it, but for the most part, I create the thing and then I move on to the next thing because there's always something else to do. That's true, girl, but stop and celebrate that thing. (laughs) I just, I, yeah, it's always something else going on. I, 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 I'm trying to, in the new year, I told myself I'm going to get better about celebrating my wins. So I try to like, I'm sharing stuff now. Um, That's not just art, but yeah, I actually really, really enjoy it. And I like the fact that I get to have a hand of working with a a group of people that want to bring more diversity and bring more uh, representation to the big screen. Even if it's in, even if it's in children's books as well. I love seeing the kids light up when they're like, you know, as most kids, they see, they look in something and the first thing you want to do is like, does this look like me? Does this look like somebody I know? Does this feel familiar? And they're just like, this looks like me or this one looks like my little brother. Um, It's always like so good to see it. How happy the kids get when they see something that's just, it feels like it's for them. It feels like it's, it's, it's theirs. I think that's so true to not only, um, is it good for you to celebrate it just because I think sometimes as women, we do that. I kind of suffer from that too. It's like, you feel like you're boasting Mm -hmm. when you post something that you've done, but I guess I try to remember, and especially for what you guys are doing, it's not just about, Hey, look at what I did. But the fact that just like for you, when you saw this, this man draw and he was black and, and, and it clicked at that moment, wait a minute, black people can do this and make a career too. I think when people can see, hey, she is drawing and making a career out of this. I can do it too. Cause I do think that sometimes in our cultures, it's like, how are you gonna make a living like that? You, you mm-hmm. need to be a doctor. I think that's always, that was always my family's biggest concern. Like, are you gonna be able to provide and take care of yourself? But once I started getting these gigs and working, my papa was like, all right, you got it. You got to hear nothing else from me. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I dealt with that with my mom. I've always wanted to write. That was my thing. I love to write. And I wanted to be a, a journalist. I wanted to be a reporter. And she, well, you don't like physical therapy. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. no, mommy, I want to I want to write. You know, because they do wonder, you know, they're in their minds, doctors, lawyers, engineers, those are the people who make money that can provide for themselves. Yeah, that's always yeah. been the tradition that's been kind of like fed to them. That's the only path. And I'm just like, there's there's more than one path. There's more than one path. And I'm taking it. So I don't blame you. I'm excited for you. I, I just, I get excited every time I see a new product because you said that you guys are getting now into the, is this your first year doing the Valentine's day cards? Um, yes, this is our first year. We're expanding into other holidays. Um, we're doing Valentine's day and then we've got Easter coming up as well. And what are you guys planning for Easter? Will it be more of the kids characters or are you, are you just kind of still developing that? For Easter, we're having more kids characters. We're also bringing a black Jesus to Walmart. So we're so excited. It's going to be sticker packs and a black Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now they ain't ready. They ain't ready. We're bringing black Jesus. Um, we have our own like chocolate bunny. 
that everyone's gonna love and um yeah more east more kids having easter celebrations um you're gonna see the black family union family unit celebrating easter and it's gonna be a variety of sticker packs and journals well, I'm excited for that. And I, I have to get my husband one of the Valentine's Day cards. I'm going to have to go to my local Walmart. Oh, yeah. Get y'all some black love. We <laughs> and have, get me some black love, right? Uh, we have gift bags, gift cards. We have these beautiful plushies and mugs. Um, we have our Cupid. And he has like, and what's so cute is like, so we have a little nod. So we have our own Cupid. And he's not just a black Cupid. He has like the haircut that most of, you know, our little black boys are wearing now. I love the, to see mm-hmm. all these young black men growing their hair out. And he has like, you know how when you get the haircut, when the boys get the haircut, they always do like a fun part. It's yes. kind of like unique. So he has a heart, kind of like a nod to uh Drake and his uh his haircut, how he has like a little heart in his haircut. So oh wow. I'm gonna have to go check that out. So are those just in Walmart for this time around, or where can people find the cards? Yeah, they're just in Walmart right now. Um the Easter program will also be in Walmart as well. Got it. Well, where can people go? I know I ordered directly from your store. So they can go, is it blackpaperparty.com if people want to order? Yes, you can, um, blackpaperparty.com. That is our website. You can also find us on walmart.com. You can find us on Amazon, um, target.com as well. Okay, that's good to know because I was thinking, I know, you know, like if I get to my Walmart and they don't have them, you know, I could still go to mm-hmm. your website or go to Walmart's website or Amazon. Oh, well, the Valentine, well, you can order Christmas stuff from our website, but our Valentine's program is exclusive with Walmart. So if you don't find it in your store, you can go to walmart.com and find it as well. Got it. That's perfect. So it just as we wrap up, if you knew a young lady or a young man who had an idea, right? Like you guys just said, you know what? We don't see it. We're going to do it ourselves. What advice mm-hmm. would you give? I'm sure there were times when you were scared when you thought, how are we going to do this? What advice would you give somebody who has this, you know, this niche, this thing that they think needs to be out there that they don't see, but they're afraid to bring it to life? What would you, what advice would you give? Stop over-researching and start. Even if you don't have all your ducks in a row, start. The hardest thing is starting. You will figure out the rest. There are some things that you simply will not learn until you actually put it into application. For us to all have come from Walmart, when I tell you this business keeps us on our toes, we still learn, we're still learning new things every day. Start, get it going. If you're nervous about starting and you don't know where to move next, book a consultation with a specialist and figure out what your next steps are. But if you don't do nothing else, start. Well, I think that is an excellent way to end. Um, I would agree. I think you can research something to death, girl. I think I've been guilty of that too. And People, what is it? Analysis paralysis? Ooh, girl, it's real. That The struggle is real because you'll find yourself analyzing it until you'll talk. I, I know for me anyway, I can almost talk myself out of it, right? Mm-hmm. I can be my own That's worst exactly enemy. exactly what happens. Yeah. So I think that is excellent advice and a great way to end. And I'll make sure that in the show notes, uh, we have every place that we can find Black Paper Party um, and where they can follow you guys on social media. Thank you so much for being my guest. As I said, I'm really excited. I'll go get my Valentine's Day cards and make sure I have um, my stash when it's time for my baby to open more gifts. Oh, yeah. Now that we have we have a little one again, she's, she's almost two. So Aww. she's at that age where it's fun to watch her open, you know, her gifts. Oh, yeah. They still have the kids still have the magic of Christmas, which I think everybody does. It's just, how are you, how are you, do they have avenues to tap into it? 
Because seeing everybody decorate these gingerbread houses and these cookies just had us in stitches. Well, I'm going to have to take pictures of whatever we get her for Easter, too. So I'm sure that'll be fun, too, because it'll be fun to see it through a child's eyes again. So again, thank you so much for your time. Um, That's all the time we have for today. If you want to have us tell your story, you know what to do. You can hit me up at kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. Again, that is kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. Again, I'll have everything allblackpaperparty.com in the show notes so you'll know where to go. And until our next episode, be blessed.